I want to talk about a few things. I felt God um, putting a few things on my heart. One of the areas that I wanted to speak about was an, the idea that God has called us to be leaders, called us to be influencers in our world. Um, but I think the, 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 the focus of today's message and probably over the next couple of weeks, um, barring next week, which will, which will be focused on Mother's Day, is the role of God's Spirit in our life, the Holy Spirit, um, and how the Holy Spirit is here to help. And so the title of our series is Here to Help. Um, I sometimes have about 10 different uh, titles of a series for my messages, but this is the one we're sticking with this week, Here to Help. The Holy Spirit uh, is not just a um, figure that is to be prayed to or uh, at a distance looked at, but never used like those special pair of shoes that you have that are too good to be worn out. And then when you wear them out, they get dirty like my white shoes. They don't stay white for long. But the Holy Spirit uh, is not like shoes. (laughs) It's a bad analogy. But the Holy Spirit wants to be involved in your life, not just taken out of the top shelf when things are going wrong. Or, or, or when things are going right, but in everyday scenarios of your life, the Holy Spirit wants to be involved. He is here to help. Um, I don't know about you, but I was watching, actually I was scrolling through Twitter, which is like saying I was watching the news, uh, and I saw a story of a man uh, named Michael Collins. Has anybody heard of Michael Collins? A couple of nods couple of nods, a couple of shakes. Michael Collins was an astronaut. And not only was he an astronaut, he was the third member of the Apollo 11 mission, which is the mission uh, that made it to the moon. Now, there was more uh, well-known astronauts called Buzz Aldrin. Who's the other guy? (laughs) Anyway, uh, I should have known that, Stu, but thank you, sir, for coming through. You are the man. But I'd never heard the name Michael Collins before, never in my life. And just this last week, he passed away. He was 90 years old. But Michael Collins' role on the Apollo 11 mission was to stay with the ship while Buzz and Neil were on the moon. So for the 90 minutes that they were on the moon, Michael was driving that thing, doing uh, burnouts around the moon, enabling the other two to explore and to go. And I began to think what a great picture that is of leadership. Because sometimes leadership comes in, in many forms and sometimes it comes uh, in inglorious circumstances. Opportunities are often clothed in, in hardship or, or trial or circumstance. But, but, uh, but those situations, as we go through them, can become the platforms to break through for other people. See, if, if there was no Michael Collins that was prepared to get so close to the moon, so close to being able to step into glory, but his role was to carry, his role was to support, his role was to do this and that, then we wouldn't have had such a great... And some people say the moon landing was a conspiracy. Let's not go there, people. Come on. Let's not go there. And, and he carried that and he, he was able to facilitate something great. And I get a sense today, when I said that word leadership, 
And I really believe that we are all called to be leaders in God's kingdom. Okay, but leadership has its different forms and it looks different for different people. We are not all called to be the Neil Armstrongs that are uh, the ones walking. Some of us, God is calling us to carry and calling us to do things in the background and to do things that are, are not seen as leadership. But when you're raising a family, that's leadership. When you're a husband, that's leadership. When you're a wife, there's leadership in that. When you're at work, there is leadership in that. Have you ever noticed as you read the Bible that when God has a situation that needs to be solved, a problem that needs to be fixed, He always looks for a man or a woman to fix it. He's looking for leaders to influence a situation, to bring a change. So my definition, I'm not here to bring you a motivational talk about how 10 steps to be a leader in your life. That I think all of those books and stuff are good. But when I read the Bible, I see God saying, I want you to make a difference in the world. I see God calling people like you and me to step out of our comfort zones and to say, I can make a difference. And we even see it in Matthew 28 in the Great Commission. If you want to go with me there, uh, in Matthew 28, Jesus calls each and every one of us to step out and to make a difference. Matthew, where are you? My preaching has put my daughter to sleep, which is a good thing, I think. Anybody else? A bad thing. Matthew 28 to 16 says this. And here we are. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, uh, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. So even in Jesus' last words to us, uh, uh, his disciples in and by virtue of time to us is to go out and make disciples, go out and make a difference. And, and I even see that this idea of leadership uh, is that it's at the very core of who God has created us to be, that God's called you to make a difference. God's called you to make an impact on the world around you. And I almost feel like some of us are just going through life um, just coasting, just feeling that if I have enough food to eat and enough money in the bank and, and I'm not sick, then everything is good, then that's enough for me. But I feel that God wants us to expect more of our life and of our existence, that you are called to the planet to do more than just exist, but you're called to the planet to make a difference, that God has placed you in this time, in this season, and even in your family, even in the setting of your home, uh, to make a difference. He, God doesn't make a mistake with His placement and with His shaping of you. And, and even as a church, we're positioned in our community to make a difference. We're positioned even 
in the midst of a pandemic to be difference makers, to be hope spreaders, to be light bringers, to be Jesus people, that we would help people find and follow Jesus. That's why we exist. God's calling us to to make a difference. And, And I want you to get excited about that and to start to lean into that reality. And I, I want you to kick those thoughts in the head that say, you, not you. I mean, Sheldon's saying this, but it doesn't apply to me. Yes, it does apply to you. Yes, it does. And whatever your past says about you, whatever you say about you, whatever people say about you, if it doesn't line up with the, the Word of God that says He's called you to be a difference maker, then kick it in the butt. Get out of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. And I, I began to think about creation. And, and God calls Adam, uh, creates Adam uh, and, and creates Eve. And, and he says to them, uh, have dominion over, over the creation. Would you rule over it? Would you, would you have dominion? Would you tend the garden? Would you uh, look after the garden? And God imprints on the DNA of man this uh, leadership, this authority, this uh, role in life to attend to things to look after things. Because I was saying to Sam, we were cleaning out the shed uh, the other day, which I said to her, I said, this just continues to get messy. Uh, It's like we have to attend to this regularly. And she looked at me and says, of course we do. Things, if you don't attend to them, they get out of control. And I thought, yeah, that makes sense. And you're going, duh, Sheldon. It's like if you don't mow the lawn, it gets out of control. And... And in our life, God places us in our circumstances to attend to things, to tend to them, to make sure that they are being looked after, to being worked on, to being supported. And so then I began to think if God's created us to be different make, difference makers, leaders, and to attend to things, then, then what are the things in our life that need attending to? Yes, the garden needs to be mowed and, and the house cleaned and the shed cleaned and we're going to get on to that and, and, and getting rid of the junk and making room for the new. And, but in our life, what are those important things that God is actually saying as a difference maker and as a person of influence, I'm asking you to attend to it. See, sometimes we're praying that God would tend to something that He's given us authority over to do. God, would you bring a miracle when God's asking you to attend to that and to, and to bring structure to it and to bring, uh, to bring wisdom to it? It's like God doesn't remove our wisdom. God doesn't remove our brain when He comes in. God actually empowers thinking. God empowers wise thinking. God empowers wise habits. And so in these areas of attending to something, I would say a key area in our life is our relationships. Can I get an amen? God is calling us to attend to our relationships, tend to them. I saw a great photo of you two at the bridge and you, Adam, I'd never seen you smile like that. So are you doing a big smile under that mask? (laughs) He was like this. Oh man, and I loved it because I could see like the joy and just, it was, I, I, back to the prophecy. I think that is a, a snapshot. It was a snapshot. It was a photo. But it's a snapshot of your future. Joy, your family, joy and peace. It's just like coming into your world. 
And that's not just going to be a once in a while thing. It's going to be the regularity. So, so from what was a once in a while thing is now going to become the norm. So what's going to be odd is when things are uh, tense and that's where it's going. Are you with me? The culture of your home is going to be peace and joy. And you're going to watch the stuff that grows out of that. Your kids are going to flourish in that environment. So we're attending to our relationships. That is attending to relationships. Me and Sam are trying to do that as well by doing a date night every month. We missed last month, but we're going to get this month. We're going to throw axes, not at each other, but there's a place where you can throw axes at the wall and it's completely legal. Can you believe it? But the point is, the point is, would you attend to your relationships, those key things? As a dad, I need to be attending to my relationship with my kids and I need to be checking myself that am I leading my family in a way that God wants me to lead? Am I leading with love? Am I, am I parenting my son with the grace that God's called me to, to parent him with? And as they grow, the, 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 the behaviours change and they can become challenging. But guess what? God has equipped you for the job. Brandon, God has equipped you for the job of being a great dad and being a great leader in your home. If God has equipped you wherever you are in your family, so would you attend to your relationships? And, and we're going to get to the, the, you don't have to do this out of your own strength. Remember what, what we talk, we're talking about the Holy Spirit and the title of the series is Here to Help. So as you attempt to do that, the Holy Spirit is here to help. So I think our families are an area to attend to. I also believe that, that in our life, you know, there, there are so many areas and we don't have time to go into them all, but maybe it's the area of, of opportunity in your life. Maybe God's asking you to upskill in an area or study a course or, or do this. Maybe God's asking you this year to attend to your health and to attend to your self-care or, or something in that regard. Maybe God's asking you to attend to His church in the name of Jesus. I'll just throw that one in there. That maybe God's asking you to step up into areas of volunteering in the church and, and attend to it and, and to say, I'm not just going to, uh, I'm going to be a part of the answer. I'm going to be a part of the solution. I'm going to get plugged in. I'm going to start giving. I'm going to start volunteering. Whatever it is that God wants you to do, would you begin to attend to those things in your life? And would you turn with me um, to Romans chapter 8? And this is, the passage where I feel God wants us to really uh, just focus on today. Uh, so Romans 8, would you turn there with me? Because um, here to help, we're talking about the Holy Spirit helping us in our life and specifically today helping us in the area of being a leader, being a difference maker in our world. And Romans 8, um, and we'll probably unpack this passage more fully over the next coming weeks, but I just want to focus on verses 14 and to 17. And it says, Now those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And for all the ladies in there, include yourself in that. It's, it's talking about the intimate connection of a, of a father and child. So ladies, daughters, you are in that. The context it was written was obviously a very male-focused 
uh, audience. So that's why they use the word sonship. But you don't have to exclude yourself from that. Ladies, you're included in that. Uh, He's uh, brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. And I began to think about the power of this scripture. And if we could have this scripture become alive in us, the reality of what it's talking about is that God has made us his children through faith in Jesus. When you have faith in Jesus and you pray that prayer of faith and you invite Jesus into your life, The Bible says here and also in Galatians that by faith, God brought about our adoption to sonship. So he is, and and the the term there is a legal, the full legal rights. So you're not only a second class child in the house of God, but you you become a child of God full stop. And that's the end of the matter in that scenario. So you are not only like a son or not only like a daughter. You know, when you go to family, friends, and you're like a son to me, you're like a daughter. It's not like that. God says, you are my son. You are my daughter. Because I was thinking about this, that transformation in God always happens internally before it happens externally with God. So what am I saying? I'm saying you don't have to try to be a good Christian and earn God's love, but God wants you to know that He's made you a son and He's made you a daughter. And not only did He make you a son and make you a daughter, but He put the Spirit of God on the inside of you that will help you realise who you are. So it says there, it says that, uh, that we have... For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live again in fear. Rather, the Spirit you receive through brought about your adoption to sonship and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. And that term is an intimate term of a child talking to their father. It could be translated as daddy. And, 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 and the, the opposite of that, not the opposite, but the mummy was Emma. It's like a child saying, daddy, daddy. It's, but it denotes not just the, the childlike nature of faith, but it just, it's talking about an intimate connection with, with the God. That God is calling you to relationships so intimate that you have access to Him like a child would have a father. And not only like that, but it is the reality. It is the reality that we are sons and daughters of God. So we belong. And I love that the Spirit's role. He says, the Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. It's like this is a battle of identity. And if we're trying to be difference makers and leaders in our world out of a different mindset of trying to to gather up the right stuff, trying to get the goods to do the job out of your own strength, you're doing it out of deficit. But God doesn't want you to do it out of deficit because when you understand who you are, and understand who is with you, and you understand that God is your Father and that He has placed His Spirit in you, then you begin to do it out of the abundance of God's help and God's Spirit. You're not doing it to earn love. You're doing it because God loves you. 
and God has made you a son and daughter. Are you with me today? So God is, is working on that with all of us. And, and, and I was reading this passage of Scripture and I was, I was saying, God, help. Has anybody had prayed that prayer this week? Or, yeah, God, help. What a good prayer it is. And it might feel like a, a prayer of weakness, but it's actually a prayer of strength. God, help me. And I was saying, God, help me to lead. Not only the church, but help me to lead in my family. I was saying, God, I, I was having honest conversations because sometimes I don't feel like I've got the stuff. And so, Shane, when you prophesy, that was beautiful. That was awesome word because it's how encouraging it is to be around the body of Christ. And that's why it's cool to stay around for a coffee because over coffee, you get a coffee, you get a word, you get a prayer, get some chips. But that was encouraging to me. Uh, but as I was praying, I was saying, God, I don't feel like I can do this. And I felt like God bring me to this passage. And when, when I read the words, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God, something came alive to me because what I realized, I was saying to God, I said, God, sometimes I feel like I'm not leading. I'm being led by circumstances. I feel like I'm just reacting to situations. God, I want to feel like I've got at least one step on some of these things. God, help me to, to do that. And I read that. And, and something came alive and, and, and I, I thought of it this way. And it says, if I try and lead without being led, I will never truly lead and I will only be led. Oh, let me read that one more time. It says, if I try to lead without being led, I will never truly lead and only be led. I want to break that down. If we try and lead and make a difference in our life without being connected to the one who we are meant to follow, the Holy Spirit, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So in order for us to do anything of influence in this world, our connection with God needs to be number one. We need to be led by God, led by God. And, and in Galatians, it talks about, so if you live in the Spirit, would you keep in step with the Spirit? And we could do a little scenario where, where Miles, sometimes he follows me around and I stop and I this and he's just right on my tail. And I get that the picture of us following the Holy Spirit is, is paying attention daily to what the Spirit is saying in every situation in our life and being conscious of where God is in this situation. God, as we're walking in life, I want to be aware every step that God, you are here, you are with me. And okay, God, uh, what do we think? No, and you're going this way. Are you with me today? It's like I had a fit there, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to show that, that God wants to be leading you in everything, in your work, in your opportunities, in your relationships. So if I try to lead without being led, I will never truly lead and only be led. And be led by circumstance, be led by fear, be led by my emotion, be led by the craze of the day or the the push of the crowd or the momentum of society. But God isn't calling us to be moved along by that. God wants us to be led by Him. So I think over this next few weeks, barring Mother's Day, we're going to focus on how do we develop intimate connection with the Holy Spirit? How do we cultivate that? How do we walk that out practically? But I feel like 